Let's talk rugby. We're joined by Storms and Western Province Curry Cup forwards coach Rito Longwani. Rito, thanks for joining us. Thanks, thanks for having me, John. Really appreciate it. How how the boys enjoying being able to bash into each other again? Yeah, no, they they've been loving it. <laughs> uh, we we played our first sort of checkers yesterday. Spoke to a few boys today. A bit of sore bodies, but they they. <laughs> It's something they've really missed. Mm. I mean, obviously, it's it's been difficult, and I imagine, especially for the forwards, it's you know, that's their their bread and butter is getting in, getting dirty in a ruck or in a scrum. Yeah, no, it's been tough. Uh, I mean, the, the guys were getting tired of passing and doing the stuff that the backline players <laughs> usually do. But yeah, we're just happy to be doing a bit of contact now. Mm. Have they been spending time in the gym? What have the players been doing? Um, yeah, we, we've been doing a lot of running. Uh, obviously, it has to be a balance with, with what you want to get in the gym. So we, we focus strongly on getting a good aerobic base and that balanced with uh, picking up some good strength and power in the gym. Mm. I'm imagining all the guys coming in looking like bodybuilders in the first match. <laughs> well, yeah, more powerful. Some of them will be... You know, a little bit lean yeah. because we've been running a lot. But um, yeah, they won't be looking that big. Maybe one or two. <laughs> now, let's, <laughs> let's talk about you, Rito. It's interesting. You're, you're a quantity surveyor. How did a qualified quantity surveyor become the Stormers and Western Province forwards coach? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a long story. I'm, you I've know, got but, all day. Um, <laughs> yeah, look. So I've, I've always obviously played, I played a bit of professional rugby myself, but um, I, when I left home, when I left high school, um, one thing I promised my old man is that, you know, I would get a degree. And I mean, he, he expected nothing less and, you know, came to Cape Town, studied four years, got a degree and then sort of worked for three months. I got my QS quantity surveying degree, and then three months into work, Nick Mullet gave me my first uh, professional contract. Mm. And, you know, I had to give my old man a call and tell him, <laughs> hey, I'm going to quit my job, you know, and, and start playing professional rugby. And, you know, so that's, that's how it happened, you know, I, I, Lucky enough, unlike a whole lot of players that get recruited straight after high school, yeah. uh, I I was a late bloomer. So I first got to study, got my degree, started playing. And, and lucky enough, you know, um, as you would know, rugby is a short career, mm. uh, I mean, as a player. So when I retired from playing, I got to go practice as a quantity surveyor for about five years before I got back into coaching. Did you did you want to go back into coaching then? Yes, um, it, it was always part of the plan. Right. You know, when yeah, when when you play and you meet some, you you get coached for, by some great coaches. You you sort of start falling in love with it. Mm. I guess Nick Mallet's one of those great coaches, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, from the first day I met him, um, he, the, the way he viewed the game the way he communicated with, with all the players, the way he remembered every single detail that happened during that game, that, that sort of inspired me to sort of look at coaching in a different from a different angle. Interesting you mentioned angle. I love this article. You, you say if you can measure it, you can improve it. Has being a quantity surveyor 
added to your to your bow of being able to coach absolutely um you know one thing about rugby it's, it's very easy to give um subjective feedback you know now you had a good game um you did well you know and 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 the way i approach it you know every single thing that we do at training and during games i write it down i measure it i compare it from what you did did before so there's kind of feedback that i give to a player is always I can always back it up with numbers. Mm. You know, obviously I can't measure everything, but the quantity surveying sort of helps me give the players objective feedback. And it's you know, it, I, I, there's no room for me to lie. You know, because mm. it's tough sometimes having those tough conversations um, when it's time to pick between two players. But if you give a player real numbers, real information, they appreciate it better than you being subjective. And you guys have got so many tools now, don't you? That, that GPS in the neck, uh, just all the cameras, you can't hide as a rugby player anymore. Absolutely, yeah. No, that, that's how it works. You know, the amount of meters you run at training, your accelerations, the speed which you run at, um, that, that comes purely from GPS. And, and what we've added in our system is sort of calculating and counting the amount of contributions you sort of uh, give in during training and in games mm. so that that's balanced, right? We, we can't just look at the running and, and the speed and all of that. We also have to look at the rugby side of things. We have to <laughs> yeah. see how many tackles, mm. how many positive tackles you've given and, you know, how many passes or ball carries you're giving. So those two things put together, we, we're able to give players good information, good feedback. Just so I understand, do you, when you when you use all those tools, so will each player be given like a, like a different program based on those numbers that you're given? Yeah, look, rugby sort of um, moved from from. I mean, when I played, you know, it was here's a gym program, all the forward to do this. Mm. Um, but now it's it's very individualized. You know, it, even even the diet, everything, it has to suit the person that you're dealing with. So players will get different programs. You know, there's there'll be a player who needs more strength, who'll get a different program. A player who needs to improve his speed, mm. who'll get a different program. You know, but I mean, once that's that's that all those things we do so that you you can perform once you get into the rugby field. So mm-hmm. all those things are geared to make you a better player uh, and to sort of improve your strength. Uh, I was going to say, you know, when, I imagine when you started rugby, it was there, go run around the field two times, we'll do some tackles, and there we go. That's practice. <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> the warm-up was about 12 laps around the field. Um, but by that time, you, you're so tired. Um, yeah, there wasn't any GPS feedback, yeah. you, you sort of could hide, you know. It, I mean, when I retired, it was sort of the start of when coaches started, you know, taking high focus on, on stats and all of that. Mm. But it, it wasn't as intense as we're doing it now. There, there's very, there's no room to hide it um, currently. Uh, tell us tell us a little bit more about you, Rito. Obviously, you mentioned playing rugby. Were you playing at school as well for a little bit? Yeah, so it's 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 quite a, a, an interesting story. I, I'm from Limpopo. I'm from a small town called Giani. And um, 
1995, obviously, everyone yeah. sort of started, you know, enjoying rugby when the Springboks started doing well in the World Cup. And I was going to a local school in Ghana and there was no rugby there. Yeah. I was so inspired by Chester Williams, um, you know, scoring those tries against Samoa and just being part of the Springboks that I asked my old man to take me to a school that had rugby. And what happened is um, the nearest school was in Pulukwani, uh, and that was Capricorn High School. So standard five, I left Piani and moved to boarding school mm. and went to uh, Capricorn High School, and I started playing rugby there. And two years in, you know, I, I was becoming quite good, but my old man was huge <laughs> into education. Yeah. You know, it was all about getting good grades and all of that. And and I wasn't focusing much on that. That was it was just all about the rugby. And so we had a bit of a fallout. I got moved back home so that mm. I could focus on my studies. Mm. And so I didn't play rugby standard eight, nine, and ten. You know, so those three years, all I could do was watch rugby on TV. I remember watching Nick Mallet's Springbok team, you know, win 17 games in a row. Um, my favorite player was Selborne Boom, uh, who later I got to play with. But So when I finished high school, I made sure I moved as far away as possible <laughs> from home. So moved to Cape Town so that my dad couldn't come check up on me, you know. <laughs> I went the, so yeah, I moved to... Yeah. Yeah, so I moved to Cape Town and, and sort of started playing rugby and I slowly made it into the Western Province system. Mm. My guest is Rito Longwani for uh, current Stormers and Western Province Curry Cups forwards coach. What's it like coaching that forwards pack that you have at the Stormers and Province? I mean, those they are world-class world class players that you are having to coach. How do you tell Sia Khaleesi to be a better flank or or uh, uh, whoever? How do you help them become better players? Yeah, it's a very good question. You know, um, I, I remember, so this is my first year coaching Super Rugby. You know, I I remember when I was going to have a first meeting with all the guys that played Springboks. Yeah, they just won a World um, Cup. Yeah, these guys have just won a World Cup. They're coming back and we're going to have a meeting with, I'm going to have a meeting with all the forwards. Uh, that that just won a World Cup, and yeah, and having won, um, having coached Super Rugby yet, oh. I remember standing in front of the mirror for a couple of hours <laughs> practicing how I would talk to them, what questions I would ask. Mm. Um, but I mean, they they good boys, they very very good lads. I remember first meeting I had with France. I said I asked him, "What do you expect from me?" And and all he said is. You know, I just want us to work together. I want you to sort of uh, give me an opportunity to um, contribute, you know, to to the things that we're doing at training and, and in terms of planning. Mm. And that was sort of a common thing. See, it's the same thing. I want the ability to contribute. So my job is actually quite easy because I've got all these experienced players. I stand in front. I put a problem on the board. How do we solve this? Mm-hmm. And the the boys come up with ideas. I challenge them. I ask them more questions, and that works well for me. You know, so I use I, I sort of collaborate with them to come up with the best ideas, and through that dialogue between me and them and them and their peers, we sort of 
all improve each other. I get better, they get better through sort of challenging each other uh, by asking all those questions. I imagine they, they must bring some, some knowledge from overseas. When, they, when they've been playing overseas, they come back. Are they... Or are you open to to hearing? Would you say, well, geez, yeah, that was that was a great move you guys did for Toulon or, or whoever, or the, for the Sale Sharks? Yeah, you know, t- t- talk us through what happened there. Yeah, so it's 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 sort of a similar process. Um, if if we have a problem to solve, or if we're looking for a new lineout, I'll always put it to the group boys. We need to do this kind of lineup. Does anyone have any ideas? Right. And someone will say, "Look, this is what we did when we had the box. Maybe we should try it." Hmm. And then one of the junior players will ask, um, "How does it work? Won't it be better if we do it this way?" So there's a lot of collaboration. There's a lot of dialogue. Hmm. Everyone is allowed to sort of contribute. I mean, where these guys are good at John, um, all the books, they're very humble. They're good people. They they. They love involving everyone. They want the junior players to contribute to the system. So our environment is quite special. There's a lot of learning that happens. It's not um, uh, a dictatorship. I don't stand in front and say, this is what we're going to do. It's it's an open learning forum. Mm. Everyone comes up with ideas, whether you springboard captain or whether you play, you know, you, you just come from under 21. So it, it, it's quite a yeah, and a, a brilliant environment which we have currently. Uh, I, I just want to talk some serious matters about uh, development. Is one of the issues that's come up. Cricket is feeling it. Rugby is feeling it. As a, a a young black man who's made his way through the through the career path of rugby, are we doing enough for young black players in the country? Um, I think there's always room for improvement. Sure. Uh, I think, yeah, slowly, you know. There's more and more players coming, but there's definitely um, um, there's still room for improvement, which hopefully will come the next you know couple of years. Yeah, hopefully we don't say that again in a couple of years. Just to wrap it up, Rito, are you, <laughs> are, you are you feeling pressure when when your your head coach stands up and says uh, the story? Oh, I've got to find out exactly what it says here. John Dobson, his team are quote considerably superior to the way they were back in March. I mean, you're the man who has to deliver that, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, not really. I totally agree with him. You know, yeah. it, it's it's a learning process. We we always have to look to get better. And and if when we look back and we connect the dots, I, I would totally agree with him. There's a few things which we've we've done better. We we've really improved on. So, not not feeling much pressure, but I, I really feel we've we've done. You know, we've, we've achieved, we've ticked some good boxes in this past couple of weeks, which we hadn't in the uh, earlier months of the year. Mm. Uh, at the FNB Stadium, when's it? Next weekend that you start? When, when is the when is Super Rugby? When is when is Superhero Sunday? Um, so we're playing next weekend, Saturday at Loftus Vessel. Loftus, yeah? that's right. All right. Super Fan Sunday, yeah. You guys going to be stuck in a bubble? Um, yeah, look, we're just there for the weekend. So how the process works, we, we, we're getting tested weekly, right. you know, and, and whoever, if we get a positive case um, in the group, they, they just get pulled up and quarantined. But we've, we've been very fortunate. We've got a very good medical staff, um, over 100 tests made in two weeks. Uh, we've only had one positive case. So it just shows 
how good uh, the doctors have been and how good the players have been in mm. terms of following protocol. And who are you playing? Remind me, who are you playing on Saturday? We're playing the Lions. Okay, I was going to say because I'm a Sharks fan. Obviously, I'm wearing black at the moment, so, so I, didn't want, <laughs> really? I didn't. I didn't want you to lose your if opening I known, game. I wouldn't be talking to you. <laughs> if, if, I, don't, I didn't want you to lose your opening game, but you're playing the Lions, so it's fine. You, you should have <laughs> easy, easy warm up there. <laughs> uh, that will be good. It's been great chatting to you, Rita. Thanks very much, and good luck with the season. Thank you very much, John. Really appreciate uh, your time. Rita Fongwani, cheers, cheers. Rita Fongwani, Stormers and Western Province Curry Cup forwards coach. Wish them and their players the best of luck. Superhero Saturday starting next weekend.